Welcome to God With Us with Pastor Daniel Hahn of the Pittsburgh Tri-Parish Lutheran Churches. It is indeed a great blessing to have you here with us today as we continue to share the exciting truths that are alive in the Word of God. Christ is risen, the Savior's tomb is empty, and our hearts are filled with joy for his victory over sin and death fills our lives with new meaning and purpose. Let's join Pastor Han now for his Easter message on God with us. Christ is risen. Alleluia. Please pray with me. Lord Jesus, what wonderful joy to celebrate your victory and triumph in life. We praise you for your life laid down and for your life taken up again. O oh, great and precious Savior, as the good news of your victory is celebrated this day, this day, grant that many who need to hear and know your love might be refreshed and draw near to you Grant that our hearts may find joy and peace in your victory. In your name we pray. Amen. Our reading from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 28. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. It was very early on Sunday morning, and I had looked everywhere to no avail. Whoever hid my Easter basket that year had outdone themselves. This is how I remember it. I had looked up and down through the whole house for my Easter basket. I think my folks even did that, you're getting warmer, you're getting colder thing to try to steer me in the right direction. But after what seemed hours of looking, I still couldn't find it. And it was time to go to church. Now, when I was growing up, Easter Sunday was a long morning at church. 
First, there was Easter sunrise service. Then, a big Easter breakfast with ham and eggs. Then, an Easter egg hunt for the kids. And then, the main church service in the later morning. It was five hours. Easy. And although I was trying to enjoy all of those things at church, five hours is an eternity for a seven-year-old kid who doesn't know where his Easter basket is. So when we finally did get home, I think my folks just finally told me where it was. It was in the linen closet behind a stack of towels. I'd opened that closet door several times looking, but I just couldn't see it. Now, that very early Sunday morning activity of looking has some overlap with the experience of the faithful women on the first Easter who went out looking for something far more important than chocolates and jelly beans. They were looking for Jesus. More specifically, though, they were looking for the dead body of Jesus. Our Gospel reading says, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And they were going to that tomb, not just to pay their respects to one they loved, but to do for their Lord what there had been no time to do on Friday when he was crucified. They came to anoint his body with spices, which was their burial custom. And they came early in the morning, before the heat of the day made the decay of his flesh too terrible to bear, which is to say, their task and their looking on that Sunday morning was not a joyful endeavor, but one heavy with grief and sorrow. At least that's how the day started. As they approached the tomb, they felt the ground shake beneath them. Just as the earth had quaked and rocks were split that previous Friday when the Son of God had breathed out his last on the cross. Of course, the women didn't know the cause of this earthquake, but Matthew tells us an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. So when the women arrived at the tomb, there was the angel sitting on the stone, his appearance like lightning, his clothing white as snow. He was so fearful in majesty that the guards at the tomb were catatonic, like dead men. And the women, too, would have been terrified at the glory which, though inferior to God's, was still quite glorious. But that angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Now it's often noted, and rightly so, that the reason the angel rolled away that great stone which was placed before the cave tomb where Christ was buried, was not that Christ could get out, but so the women could look in. When the angel rolled away that stone, that tomb was already empty. Jesus was already gone. Christ, who had bound himself to lowliness during his earthly ministry, who didn't always use his divine powers fully, as of Easter Sunday, he wasn't holding back any longer. Even with his flesh and, bloody and, and body, he didn't need to have a, a rock moved in order for him to leave the tomb. He passed right through it. Our risen Christ can do anything. 
So here's this empty tomb with the stone rolled to the side and this glorious angel sitting on the stone, passed out guards over there, and all this is happening in connection with the Easter morning hunt that these women were on. They had gone out looking for something, and the tomb has been opened to show them that they had come to the wrong place. The angel says to them, I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Maybe in a different time, the angel could have met the women on the road as they were making their way to the cemetery, as they were trying to find Jesus. And as they got closer to the tomb, he could have said to them, you're getting colder. You're getting colder, for the tomb was absolutely the wrong place to look for the living God. He was there, but he is no longer. Christ is risen, just as he said. Now, before we go any further, I want to commend these faithful women for their astounding act of love. You don't see any of the 12 disciples up early that Sunday morning to do that most unpleasant tasks that love required to serve and honor the Lord, but the women were there. That being said, even though their hearts were in the right place, their faith was not in the right place, for they were looking in a tomb. You can hear a gentle rebuke about that in the words of the angel. I know you seek Jesus. He is not here. He is risen, as he said. The angel is saying, you were not listening to Jesus. He told you that he would be crucified and die, but on the third day, he would rise again. If you had been listening to Jesus, why did you set out to go to the tomb? Look inside. He's not here. And that gentle rebuke that came to those women on Easter rightly falls to me and you as well. For none of us are paying attention to the words of Jesus like we should. Even if we hear his word frequently, we so often don't really listen as we should. And because of that failure to listen, and here's the absurdity of the situation on Easter morning, because of the failure to listen, the women set out looking for the wrong thing. Remember, they're looking not for the living Jesus, but for a dead Jesus. And as a consequence, they go to the wrong place, to a grave. <coughs> and that's the story of so much of our life. We put an enormous amount of our energy and time into wrong things and end up in wrong places because of it. By sin, we find ourselves looking after things that are by nature dead, seeking those things. For instance, we, we get caught up in our stuff. We worry about money or about getting and keeping things. Or we find ourselves always looking for the approval and praise of others, even if it's just online approval, and almost never asking whether God approves of us. We fritter away our time with mindless entertainments 
and never quite find time for the really important things, even eternally important things. The whole life story of our sin is about those things. Daily trips to the cemetery to attend and look for that which is already ripe with decay and getting more rotten by the moment. It's about continually finding ourselves in that place where Jesus is not. Why do you seek the living among the dead? Have we forgotten what Jesus said? Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And Jesus said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The rebuke of the angel bids each of us to give more serious attention to the word of our Lord Jesus. It demands that not only should our Easter morning be about seeking the right thing in the right place, but that our whole life should be redirected toward the things of God, toward the risen and living Jesus. Our Lord is alive. He has broken the power of death and brought eternal life for all who trust in him. And that great victory of our Lord Jesus is not limited to a victory over physical death or even victory over eternal death, which is hell. Christ, his triumph, sets us free from slavery to dead things, sets us free from being owned by our possession, sets us free from all the detours and distractions of this dead and dying world. The risen Christ comes to us in his grace and power today with new life and new purpose. Those women who stood outside that empty tomb, who were gently rebuked for looking in the wrong place and for not listening to what Jesus said, were then immediately comforted by the good news of Christ's resurrection from the dead. He is risen. That's what they heard. That's the good news that gladdens our own hearts as well. He who died for us also lives for us. The assurance that our sins are forgiven for his sake, the promise that we will share in victory in life with him. And hearing the joyful Easter news, the women were then sent forth from the tomb in a new direction and with a new purpose. The angel said, go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. As they set out in that new direction, the risen Lord met them on the road with open arms. He blessed them and cheered them and they fell in worship at his feet. That same risen Savior, Jesus Christ, comes to you today as you leave the cemetery of dead things behind. He comes to bless you and cheer you. Where? Well, not in those dead things of our former life, but he comes to bless and cheer us 
in all his power and love in his true word and in his life-giving sacrament, pouring out all the fruits of his mercy and triumph upon us. Remember what Jesus said, the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. That means wherever and whenever the spirit-breathed word of Jesus Christ is read and heard, your Lord who died on the cross in payment for your sins, who rose again for your justification, he's there for you in that word. He, he's in his living word that brings life. And the same risen victorious Jesus is also present for us in the sacrament of his body and blood. This is my body, he says. This is my blood for you, for the forgiveness of sins. Those aren't empty words of symbol. Those are God's words that do what they say and give what they promise. In these precious and powerful gifts, Christ seals his Easter triumph to us each new day. He showers us with grace and mercy in his word and sacraments. Grace and mercy that send our lives forward in that new direction. He guides us throughout our life by those things. You're getting warmer. You're getting warmer. He guides us as we draw closer to him in lives of service and praise. And by the good news, he frees us so that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died for us and rose again. And we will finally reign with him in everlasting life. A few years ago, the children in our preschool class were getting ready for an Easter hunt. They were not looking for Easter baskets, but just for Easter eggs. And in the midst of all of that excitement about that Easter egg hunt, we were telling them about the real story of Easter, how Jesus, who died for our sins, came alive again on Easter morning. And after explaining that very important story more than one time, we asked them, now what did Jesus do on Easter Sunday morning? And without skipping a beat, one little girl said, very excited. Jesus found the eggs. Well, that wasn't quite the answer I was hoping for. But maybe she was on to something. For Jesus didn't find eggs, but he did find something on Easter morning. Even as the women were looking in vain for his body in a tomb, Jesus sought and found exactly what he was looking for. Jesus found you. A blessed and happy Easter to each of you in the name and in the joy of Christ. Amen.
Thank you for joining us for today's broadcast of God With Us. This program is brought to you every week by your friends of the Pittsburgh Tri-Parish Lutheran Churches and this radio station. I would like to take this opportunity to invite you to a special service presentation on Sunday, April 11th, 2021 at Bethel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Glenshaw, Pennsylvania. This special service presentation is brought to you by the Pittsburgh Tri-Parish Lutheran Churches as their members are joining together to provide an uplifting, powerful, and beautiful celebration of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is called the Stations of the Resurrection. Come and bring the whole family as you will enjoy inspiring scripture readings from the Bible, a joyful noise bell choir, and the Tri-Parish Vocal Choir as they present this moving, holiday-enhancing experience of the resurrection of our Lord. Make sure you mark this on your calendar. Appropriate social distancing will be observed. Bring the whole family. The location of this wonderful event is Bethel Evangelical Lutheran Church, located at 301 Scott Avenue, Glenshaw, Pennsylvania, 15116. The program begins at 3 o'clock p.m. Admission is free. Again, come to the Pittsburgh Tri-Parish presentation of The Stations of the Resurrection, Sunday, April 11th at 3 p.m. for a wonderful time of blessing and reflection. And remember, all are welcome. One of the most powerful things anyone can do is to pray. So come and be with us as we maintain appropriate social distancing starting at 3 p.m. every Tuesday at Zion. Come and be blessed as we pray simultaneously with people around the world for individual needs, our country, and the world. That's Prayer Warriors every Tuesday afternoon at Zion Evangelical Lutheran Church, 237 37th Street, Lawrenceville, Pennsylvania. And remember, all are welcome. Until next time, may the Lord Jesus Christ, our God with us, always be with you.